Hey y'all, welcome back to Whatever Like That With Lex. Um, so, this past weekend, I got a text message. Something was annoying at me. Because the text message that I received, the group of text messages that I had received were from a number that I had blocked. And I hadn't checked um, to see if that person had sent me anything in a while. And because on my phone, even though you block a person, the messages will still come through. And then they would be just kind of like tucked away in a blocked folder that you kind of got to dig through to find, right? Well, something was annoying at me about it. And, um... Um, I decided to go look and then there were like five messages from this person. And this is somebody who I used to be, um, intimately involved with, romantically involved with, I guess I could say that. And so, um, let's pause that. So I look at the messages and because this person is blocked, not all of the messages come through. They don't come through all the way. So I get one message and then about two or three of them are kind of like asking me to download and give me an expiration date for when I, when I can actually download the message and see what was said. So, um, I can't even remember and I'm not going to dig through my phone to see what was actually said, but it was like really stupid, like a really dumb text message. It was um, random and it was just like out of the way, like bizarre. Um, one of the messages, the, one of the messages that did come through was asking me if I was going to go watch a fight with this person. The message was sent to me in a, like in the type of manner as if I was like still corresponding with this person. Like it was sent very casually, you know, like, like we just got off the phone. Um, but it was like, um, that, that mess, the messages that did come through had like this jerky assholey undertone about them. So it was like this implication of, well, since you're ignoring me, you must be booed up or I don't know, some, whatever type of jerk dick hole, um, uh, energy that could be text. That's what, what I was getting. So, um, and there was a text message that had made an implication about me changing a profile photo on, um, this YouTube, we, you know, I would follow, he gave me access to his YouTube TV. And so I changed the profile photo of this particular YouTube channel because I had actually create, I mean, excuse me, of this particular Google account, because I created a YouTube channel, which had not been created because I plan on doing something with this new channel that I'm creating. Right. And so he thought that I was, this was my attempt to get his attention, which is so wild to me. It's just like, um, the, the shit that makes me want to vomit. Um, I'm like such a, I'm such a, I know how to do things to get people's attention. All women, all people know how to do that. But I, like when you, what makes you want to puke is when you have no interest in the person, when you want to be so far removed from them and they think that anything that you do 
is for, like they completely misread everything about you. It's like it makes my skin crawl to even think that somebody so ridiculous would would even think that I would be doing something to like flag their attention. So that is what I think that is that was what the initial message message was about. Oh, I see you changed your profile photo, and then he goes, um, you know, you and then he had a he had a story. You logged out and logged back in and whatever he said. But you know, I have pictures of you, and I can look at you whenever I want. Is what, what he texted to me. Right? So, like, that's that jerk, dickhole, bitch-ass type of undertone that I'm talking about. So, um, I only unblocked him to respond, which I'm on the fence about, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, because I think the best, a best practice for everyone is to just completely detach. Does not matter what the person is saying. Let them chat with themselves. That our best practice is to not respond and don't give the person energy. I'm working on it. You know, women, we always got something to say. Shit's always on the tip of our tongue. We always got to come back. We always got to put somebody, like check somebody. I don't want to be that person. I just really want to be so far removed. Like I had mentioned to the people that are around me that I see every day that I talk to family, you know, I'm constantly telling them that I just that I'm living in this bubble of gratitude. I'm just very grateful. The, the journey that I've been on up until this point has been really hard, but it's been life changing and it's been such a great lesson for me. You know, I don't want to, uh, every moment I want to, I want to, um, honor every moment. I want to honor myself. And um, it's baby steps. When you've been through things, even if you fucking haven't, when you're when you're on a journey for progression and growth, you know, um, you don't always get everything right. And sometimes you would look back on things and you wish you could have done things better. In this instance, in this relationship, I wish I could have done a whole bunch of things better. I wish that it never happened. But, um, you know, I try to be really gentle with myself, give myself grace because it ended um, way sooner than any other situation I have been in would end. But I wish it would have never happened, if you know what I mean. So anyhow... um, the undertone of like the messages, like the checking in, oh, I'm just checking to see how you're doing. I know you're probably with somebody else or the message about, um, you trying to change your picture so I can't see your face, but I can look at you whenever I want. I have pictures of you, all those types of things. Like they, they, my initial reaction is anger, but then it turns to fear because I don't trust men at all whatsoever. And anytime like I get into some type of verbal situation, verbal altercation with a man, um, I never have, um, I have no filter. I have no, um, I do have a filter. I, I, I do have a filter, but I have no, I have no issue with like verbally going toe to toe with a man. Um, um, and I've done that before, but then when I come to my senses, I then get, um, nervous because I start thinking about my safety 
And the older I get, like I had learned, you know, many years ago, like when, you, you know, when I, if, I would, if I went out of town or something, like I would never attempt to get into it with a strange man or something like try to just, you know, maintain decorum because you could be knocked out in the street by a stranger because they didn't like something that you said in reply to something that they said. You know what I'm saying? So I've always just been really cautious. I never wanted to be embarrassed or hurt or I'm ne- I was never interested in physically fighting a man. None of that. I'd never, you know, I was never into the play hitting and I didn't want any reason for any man to feel like he had to be aggressive with me. There have been times where that has happened, but I have made it my be- I have made my best effort to prevent that. So like the undertones of the conversation um and I hadn't spoken to this person unprovoked, you know, just made me uncomfortable. So anyways, I unblocked him, really sent some like some venomous darts like right at this right down this motherfucker's esophagus. Like I went for the neck. I went for the jugular, okay? And I just wanted to be as mean as I could be, but as clear as I could be that I'm not interested. Don't fucking text me. Fall off the face of the earth. I'm so uninterested. You're a complete loser. Don't bother me. Told me I was evil, said some other things. I really could give a fuck. But then after I said that, because I wanted to be very clear, there is nothing. I'm not interested in you at all. Then I started to feel nervous because I'm like, this person knows where I live and I hate, I hate that they know where I live. I hate that they have been in my home several times. I hate that they know how to lock up at night. I hate that they know, um, the layout of, of the house. Like, I hate that they know a lot. It makes me nervous. It really does. Because again, I do not trust men. A lot of people wind up in domestic situations and perhaps they don't take it very seriously. I I'm, I overanalyze everything. And um, people who exhibit weird behavior, like I think it's weird that he would reach out to me unprovoked and, and kind of like have this random conversation with me as if we were speaking the day before. That's really weird to me. And um, I said that to him. And um, I mentioned it to my sister and to a girlfriend of mine. And, um, it's the type of shit, like I I was watching, um, today, this channel on YouTube. I want to say her name is Leah Cordon and she does these videos of black women who have gone missing or who have been murdered in domestic situations. And so, um, very, there was a woman actually today whose car was found, burned, and they arrested her boyfriend. She had she was a mother of four, and uh, it popped up on in my YouTube. And I'm really not sure, you know, YouTube be listening and shit. So it's possible that it overheard the news talking specifically about this lady. And um, anyway, so her this story she had done she did a story about this woman, and it popped up in my YouTube feed, and I watched it, and I just you know her father was speaking about her and um you know I had heard about this channel before and I just really it it took all I could to just hold back tears and I just thought you know this is the reason why I'm afraid because you really can't put anything past another person you really have no idea how people internalize things you know um and um 
you just have, you just pray for the best and you pray to be safe, you know, and, um, you know, I've been praying to be safe and I've been trying to watch myself, but when you invite somebody in your space and in your life, this is the type of consequence that you, that you possibly have to deal with, like them knowing a lot about you. And, um, again, like I said, I don't put anything past anybody. So yeah, for the past couple of days, since I sent this text message and it was over the weekend, um, I've just kind of like just been uneasy for obvious reasons. Um, and then I watched this video today about this woman with these children and how she was, her remains were found. And, and then I start going down the rabbit hole of this lady on her, in her channel and how these other women were in these relationships. And the person that they were with is like the prime suspect, the only suspect like in their disappearance or in their death. It just makes me so nervous and I'm not speaking anything into existence, but I'm just saying that, yeah, this is, this is one of the reasons why I added to my list, you know, to, um, get more acclimated with official certified verifiable, um, forms of self-defense. I'll say that. Because you just don't know. To put anything past somebody is makes you a clown. The very first man that I ever loved, I put so much past that man. There was so much, so many beautiful things that I experienced in that relationship, I'll say that. But I put so much past that man, I thought he would never do X, Y, and Z. And he did all of the above. And I learned at that very moment early on to never put anything past a person. Never put anybody on a pedestal like they wouldn't do the most despicable fucking thing. You can only hold your own self to those standards and expectations. But other people... No, not at all. Because people will fucking take that shit to the floor. Another thing I saw today or yesterday were these men who were like getting caught, called out for like cheating. And they would have these explosive, volatile, like screaming or crying outbursts. I never knew that that shit was as common as it is. That happened to me. That happened to me. When I confronted this person that I was with, he did it twice, like was literally shadow boxing himself, like completely distraught, I guess, because he was found out. I mean, this is just the weirdest thing. Like when I tell y'all, it just, it just was like, you know, I don't know. This is just, um, anyways, I'm praying for my safety. You just can't put anything past anybody. Uh, you know, I had made a post and I said, you know, I really people from your past will really try to disrupt your life and uh, you can't let them. You really can. I really wish that I had the ability and I will moving forward to just ignore anything that is not for me. Don't respond. Don't give energy to don't acknowledge anything. For any reason. Because it's not worth it. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, motherfuckers is just trying to be nosy. And that's what I said. You're fucking trying to be nosy. You don't give a fuck about me. You don't give a fuck about my health. You don't care about shit. You're trying to be nosy. Why don't you go live your life? You can't try to reach out to me um, 
under the guise of, oh, I'm just checking on your health and blah, blah, blah. But then say some shit like you probably boot up. I mean, it's so it's so special needs. It does. It doesn't even make sense. Like, I know the real reason why you're reaching out because you're being nosy. And you're just being disruptive because at the end of the day. You know, a lot of people say you see it go around all the time. Um, I will just generally say this for people in general. People will, if they, when they want someone or something, they will do whatever they can to have that someone or something. That means um, they'll change everything about themselves. There is nothing that can be undone, you know, and obviously people really do. I mean, I, I, I do I do acknowledge the fact that people do things genuinely do things um, for the betterment of themselves because they want to do it and they do it when they decide. But I, I realize that if somebody wanted to be in a relationship with me, they would be more compromising they would be more kind like there there would be more shit I didn't get there would be more other things than what I got if y'all follow me it wouldn't be a whole bunch of fucking conflict and disruption and bullshit when you want to be with somebody you make an effort to, to be with that person you don't make excuses uh, so you know, I'm lear- I've, I've learned to, you know what, no, no need in really trying to like pull it out of a person. No need in trying to get somebody to figure it out on their, you know, no, they, they know what it is. I know what it is. When you want to be with somebody and they want to be with you, it's, um, and it's, it's genuine. It's coming from a good place. Like they really want to be a part of your life. You see that you will see that. So, um, yeah no more of the lingering and playing uh patty cake bullshit with people um I got the fuck up out of there when I did I hate that it even ever happened I feel I feel really you know again I'm not being hard on myself but I feel really small and like really really ridiculous having dealt when I look back on all of the silly shit that I dealt with I I feel really small and I feel really um if I'm if I'm honest I just feel really I don't know like I have no idea honestly like I feel like you know I really want to sort this out in therapy like the fuck bitch like you already knew what it was I have this conversation and I can't really verbalize it. Nobody can just like, you know, when you're talking to people, they're like, oh, so this was a fun relationship. No. So he's not serious. He's just for fun. Not really. So then it's like, so then what is he? Girl, I don't know. I don't know. I wish he would go away. That's what he is. It's like one of these things. I know I made the, I like, I essentially realized that the relationship we that we had no compatibility and then I started to fall back and withdraw my time but then somehow I just you know it would be withdraw, withdrawn completely but then he would do whatever to reel himself back in which is very weird to me 
Anyways, I could go, I could literally go down a rabbit hole about it, but I'm not because I'm embarrassed, quite frankly. I, I'll, I'll say that. Embarrassment is the biggest emotion that I feel regarding this person. Um, and I know we all, I know we all do it. It happens to the best of us. Uh, and it's just a mistake that doesn't need to happen again. At this point, I'm really embarrassed because I knew better. And, um, I think that I was probably associated with this man for uh, almost two years. Well, for about two years, for about two years, just about two years. Um, And I just am disgusted by the entire experience. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to hop on really quick because I had been watching this Leah Cordon's videos and I just thought, wow, you know, and then the videos from earlier in the week about these men and their reactions and these screaming fits. And I just, I didn't realize when it was happening to me, I had been cheated on and I found out and I had brought it up. And then it was literally like the man was fighting himself in front of me. And I couldn't make sense of what that was. Like I was so hurt and broken. I, I was, I tried to think back to what my emotion was or what my reaction was when I saw him literally fighting himself. Um, And I can't remember if I was shocked or what. I know that it was shocking to me to see that. But then to see uh, other people record their partners doing the same thing was wild to me. It was shocking to me. I'm not going to lie. I didn't realize it was, I didn't realize um, that that was as common as it is. I didn't didn't know. And it, it, it allowed me to make excuses for this man for a really long time. Like, oh, he was going through this. I mean, I didn't make that many excuses, but... I made an excuse nonetheless. Um, anyways, uh, one of the videos I was watching um, for the lady who lost her life out here in the state of Georgia, she, uh, the detective or the whoever was speaking at the press conference, they said, you know, create safe words. He said, you know, the past couple of murders uh, cases that they had been investigating were all domestic. And that, um, you know, we have to, we have to start to, first of all, create safe spaces for people to speak about, speak up about what's going on. Secondly, he said to create safe words with people in your family that you can trust so that when you reach out for help or, or you show up on somebody's doorstep, they're not confused as to what's going on. Um, you know, and I was like, that's a beautiful, that's an amazing, you know, um, bit of advice um, you know, domestic situations are really real. I pray that I never experience domestic violence. Um, I have experienced, um, domestic abuse in several different ways, not physically, but that doesn't, they, all forms of domestic abuse are fucked up, um, and need to be acknowledged. However, um, it is important to, not be embarrassed or, or, or ashamed by it. Um, it's also important that as the person who is like the confidant to, um, love the person who's going through it. Uh, I know it's difficult if, because you have to protect yourself because a lot of times people are in they're they're like in too deep and then they get in these relationships and they, um, go back and forth, the yo-yo back and forth, they abuse and they leave and then they go back and all that kind of shit. So that could be really frustrating. Um, but, um, 
And I really don't know how, how to navigate something like that. I know for the most part, it can be really embarrassing to just share with people. Yeah, this motherfucker talks to me really fucked up and I don't feel safe. That that's embarrassing. And sometimes I know that maybe you're not necessarily ready to leave that person. And so you don't tell people in your family or close people um, that that you have a relationship with because you don't want them to judge this loser. You want to be able to, that's how I was. I wanted to be able to kind of like live through the experience, make a decision on my own. And when I was completely done, ready to be done, then I would say, y'all, listen, y'all won't believe the shit I went through. And that's not cool. Nobody should live through these types of experiences alone. You should always have a support system. And then again, your support system should not be full of fucking, um, bitch, are you crazy advice? You know, it should be a supportive support system and, Um, I don't know how that looks. I don't, I mean, I know how to be supportive. I don't really give people, uh, advice on, um, I don't tell people what they should do, but I try to give people like good advice for themselves as individuals. Some people are like, bitch, you're stupid and, uh, you deserve it or you must enjoy it. And that's really not the best advice because, um, you know, DV is, tough uh domestic abuse is um it's really tough to live with or I believe you know every woman has experienced some form of domestic abuse uh and men too you know there's a lot of verbal abuse that you think uh, emotional abuse psychological abuse financial abuse that people experience on both ends I'm a woman I'm speaking from my point of view and so I'm just going to say for women it's a lot you know, like we're the the weaker vessel, I'll say, um, you know, and we stay through busted lips and black eyes and, 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 and STDs and shit like that. You know, women stay through everything. You have four and five and six and seven babies on a woman, you know, dropped off all types of STDs in her fucking vaginal cavity, you know, punched her in the mouth, humiliated her. And somehow women just have this fortitude and like this just this this unwavering humility fucking meter where we can just take it, take well, where we decide and choose to just take it, take it, take it, take it, take it because it really boils down to like a self worth and self value thing. And so, um, that's, I'm speaking from that. I know all different types of, you know, men and women, folks in the LGBTQ community, we all experience domestic abuse to some degree. However, for women, like I said, we're the weaker vessel. And so we tend to experience the brunt of it. And so, um, it's important to just, um, make it a point to, there are resources now, like I don't, I'm not really like a TikToker, but there are so many videos that pop up on TikTok about how women are sharing their experiences. You can find Reddit threads and see how women, I just got finished seeing a Reddit thread um, on YouTube about how women had, uh, how women, they were saying that women who ghost their boyfriends or uh, ghost men in their relationships are shitty. And, uh, and then literally women were saying, no, I ghosted that motherfucker because I was a domestic situation and he told me he was going to kill me. And so, um, yeah, I had to ghost him. I had to get the fuck out of Dodge and disappear. This was not a, a leave, you know, your address, uh, and new number situation. 
he had to be ghosted. And so I think it's really good and really helpful for people to see these types of things. Like I said, I had no idea men were like punching themselves in the face when they were caught cheating or screaming at the top of their lungs or sobbing on your bed sheets and shit when they get caught. I had no idea. I had no like, com- 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 like creating complete and total like emotional uproars. I didn't know because I hadn't experienced it before outside of that relationship. Um, it's important to have um, somebody that you can rely on or my girlfriends, anybody who knows me, who's listening. If you're ever in a situation and you just, you know, you need a, um, a safe space to have the conversation without judgment. Like I am it because I learned you can never say never. I, you will always learn in life. You never say never. That first man that I loved that I learned so much. I, I learned so much. From that relationship, you don't put anything past anybody and you never say never in a relationship. So many things had happened in that relationship that I said, oh, I would never let a so-and-so and so-and-so and I would never this, this, that and the third. And those things happened to me. And then I thought, wow, here I am. Here we are tussling in the car. I never said I would physically fight a man. And here I am in the car rocking this bitch with this man. I never thought that I would stay in a relationship with somebody who cheated on me. And here I am. Same person. Here I am. I never thought that I would let somebody humiliate me the way that I had seen women in my life be humiliated. And here I am. So, you know, love really... Um, will have you tolerating a bunch of cockamamie bullshit. So you can never say never with a lot of things. I think the only thing that I can never say never about would be in relation relation to children and any type of um, harm against a child. I'll never say never um, as far as allowing that, witnessing that and being okay with it. That would never happen. I could say that. But as far as a relationship, you can never say never because when you love somebody, there's so much shit you'll tolerate. But again, you know, women, we have to try to be a safe space for other women to have these conversations, even though, like, even though, even though the person relaying the information could be so full of shit and this could be a pattern. I think that at that point, you just kind of got to cut that person off essentially because it could be draining. It's very draining to have somebody just unload relationship trauma onto you. It's a fine line, but I think you can tell when somebody's in a really, really weak spot. Um, The more we hear these stories come out, um, and women share things we're starting we're able to kind of acknowledge certain things in other women around us like oh wow she doesn't look all that happy or oh wow she seems pretty um what's the word pretty she seems pretty um oh god I can't think of a word she's been a hermit lately I'll just say that she has she seems like she's been pretty to herself lately and you know that that's not her personality like these are all signs of things like you know your person you know your girl you know your sister and we should um you know this it's the phrase you know like check on your strong friends 
that kind of thing. You check on the one who's always there for everybody else. You check on the one who you know was struggling. We just have to check on each other. Y'all good? Everybody good? You know, sometimes people don't know if it's a safe space or not. And, um, you know, I get really, I'm like, I'm, I get really empathetic and very passionate when things are shared with me. But, um, that's just because, you know, I love hard. Some people have a much more clearer head than I, and I do try to um, really, um, you know, listen and, uh, reply or respond or encourage in a way that's not like embarrassing, you know, that my person and my person is whoever is telling me the information. I really try to not embarrass them and make them feel like shit. Cause I know how I feel like I'm the one who's the last to share the shit that I've been going through. I'm the very last to share. And it really boils down to me being fucking embarrassed. I'm mostly embarrassed. And I know I have to come out of that. It's something that I've acknowledged. It's something that I realize I shouldn't do, you know, um, I don't know. I I mean, I, and I know why I do it, but I don't need to be holding on to, you know, feelings of embarrassment for other people's shitty behavior towards me. It's just something that I have. It really is. I'm embarrassed that I'm tolerating it. I'm embarrassed that I'm letting somebody treat me fucked up. I'm embarrassed that, you know, I've given leeway and grace to somebody who didn't deserve it. That's what really blows me but we're all human and like I said let's just be you know we need to be more open and be a safe space for people who we really love you know for them to come and share that maybe they're not feeling safe or um maybe they're feeling broken or whatever because um perhaps we can prevent a lot of dv situations if people felt comfortable you know, you know, if people felt comfortable, um, and I, you know, I'm just sending a prayer, you know, I pray, I was praying really hard. I was really emotional over this lady's uh, family and, um, you know, it just made me, it just made me more afraid and I don't want to live my life in fear. Like I said, I'm really, you know, I've added to my list of things to do to, you know, lock in on a more sufficient, um, form of self-defense, like a, you know, a, a surefire way to defend myself because, uh, you, you just can't, you can't take the chance. You know, when you let somebody into your personal life and it's very difficult for me to do that anyway, and then they just fuck it all up. And then I'm, you know, it just makes me go, shit, I wish you didn't know anything about all of the intimate, you know, things that happen in my personal and private space. You've got to be careful. Um, yeah. I'm praying for everybody. You guys be safe. Um... You know, just be safe. Just really do your best to be safe and um, really work on. Um, I would I would I would gently advise that women work on listening more to their intuition 
and work on building the strength to uh, use their voices to protect themselves. Using their strength to emotionally detach themselves. I think we have a really difficult time detaching emotionally from bad people. I have it. And a lot of women, it's, you know, who have been really drugged through the mud, you know, still, for whatever reason, don't treat the person who drugged them the same way that they were treated. And I don't know, maybe it has something to do with religion. I I don't know. But, um, you know, I think people deserve the same grace that they give you. If you don't have the energy, fine. I understand you move on. You live your life. But nobody deserves favors or kindness or anything. And I find myself doing that when they treated you like shit. You know, I had been kind to this man, this recent loser. I had been kind to him and I had been really understanding. And, you know, I'm at the stage now where I'm just like, you know, I'm fucking mad at myself. And I just want you to I want to be left the fuck alone. Like I'm out of kindness. I'm completely out of kindness. Let me be every horrible thing your imagination can drum up just leave me the fuck alone I don't want to be anything good kind sweet sexy I don't want to be nothing good to you I want you to leave me the fuck alone I want you I want to be void of happiness and joy when you think of me I want you to see fucking burning fire flames and goddamn melting skin I don't want you to see anything good when you think of me because I was so kind and like genuine and loving and you were a jerk and a piece of shit and not worth it I don't want anything to do with you anyways listen y'all behave be safe you know what I'm saying keep your head on the swivel the kids is on their way back to school blessings to all of them you guys I'm over here with a dying dog um I was crying for the lady on the way home. I was crying after I watched Halle Bailey's new song, Angel. God, is it You're an Angel? I don't know. It's so beautiful. Everything makes me emotional. I can cry right now thinking about it. And then I get home and the and the damn dog is, you know, he's old. He's 19 this month. And um, I'm just emotional. I'm just very emotional about a lot of shit. Um, but emotion is beautiful. I'm letting myself just feel it and release it. And then I feel so much better afterwards. It's, it's no, it's no, it's no joke, but y'all be safe. I'm about to go to sleep. I've got work in the morning. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.